In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Welcome today to our Sunday celebration of Mass. Today we celebrate the sixth Sunday of Easter, and we're looking forward in the Church to the Solemnity of the Ascension. I ask you especially to remember in your prayers of today's Mass, Alice McGuinness, whose anniversary of death was yesterday. And please also remember in your prayers, Michelle Torley, who died uh, yesterday in hospital. To prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, Peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father. You take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you are the Holy One, you are the Lord, you are the Most High Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, that we may celebrate with heartfelt devotion these days of joy which we keep in honour of the risen Lord, and that we relive in remembrance, we may, and that what we relive in remembrance, we may always hold to in what we do. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Philip went to a Samaritan town and proclaimed the Christ to them. The people united in welcoming the message Philip preached, either because they had heard of the miracles he worked or because they saw them for themselves. There were, for example, unclean spirits that came shrieking out of many who were possessed and several paralytics and cripples were cured. As a result, there was great rejoicing in that town. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, and they went down there and prayed for the Samaritans to receive the Holy Spirit, for as yet he had not come down on any of them. They had only been baptised in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them. 
and they received the Holy Spirit. The Word of the Lord Cry out with joy to God all the earth. Cry out with joy to God all the earth. O sing to the glory of his name. O render him glorious praise. Say to God, how tremendous your deeds. Before you all the earth shall bow, shall sing to you, sing to your name. Come and see the works of God, tremendous his deeds among men and women. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river dry shod. Let our joy then be in him. He rules forever by his might. Come and hear, all who fear God. I will tell what he did for my soul. Blessed be God who did not reject my prayer, nor withhold his love from me. A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Reverence the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart. And always have your answer ready for people who ask you the reason for the hope that you all have. But give it with courtesy and respect and with a clear conscience. So that those who slander you when you are living a good life in Christ may be proved wrong in the accusations they bring. And if it is the will of God that you should suffer, it's better to suffer for doing right than for doing wrong. Why Christ himself, innocent though he was, had died once for sins, died for the guilty, to lead us to God. In the body he was put to death, but in the spirit he was raised to life. The Word of the Lord The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I shall ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth, whom the world can never receive, since it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him, because he is with you, he is in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come back to you. In a short time the world will no longer see me, but you will see me, because I live and you will live. On that day you will understand that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Anybody who receives my commandments and keeps them will be one who loves me. And anybody who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I shall love them and show myself to them. The Gospel of the Lord.
A few days ago, before I was due to celebrate the morning mass, I was checking if it was a saint's day. It turned out that although the day in question was a saint's day, it was not required for me to celebrate the mass in honour of that particular person or saint. It was what was called an optional memorial. The saint for that day, as it turned out, was someone who was called Saint Dymphna. The Irish name I knew, but I have to confess I knew nothing about this particular saint. Turns out that she lived in the 7th century, lived in Ireland, and was the daughter of an Irish chieftain or Irish king. She was, by legend, a pious girl, and simply wanted to dedicate her life to God from a young age. And here's where the tale itself gets dark. Her mother died suddenly, and her father lost his mind, became deranged with grief. He then asked counsellors to find him a wife of great beauty, similar to the wife who had died. They searched throughout the land and came up with no one to suit the king. Suddenly, he became besotted with his daughter because she looked so much like his wife and made plans to marry her, much to the consternation of everyone. Horrified, Dymphna managed to escape with her spiritual advisor to Belgium. The king himself sent out people to hunt her down and when they found her, he eventually also came to Belgium to take her back to Ireland as his bride. They cut off the head of the spiritual advisor who had supported her and then the king himself with his own sword cut off the head of his daughter because she still refused to marry him. I warned you it is a dark tale. The exact truth of all of these events might be a bit suspect. You would be right to be suspicious especially when you learn that her biography, which tells us about her life, was written 600 years after her death. Who can remember anybody's life and death after that space of time? She's revered in Belgium and in Ireland, especially as a saint that they're very fond of. She is named also, interestingly, as the patron saint in the church of those who have mental illness because of her father's clearly psychotic behaviour. She's patron saint of psychiatrists, psychiatrists and those who care for the mentally ill. She's patron saint also of those who have been sexually assaulted. That's a big list of people to help. It's about people with mental ill health that I want to speak to you today about because this is one of the greatest areas of difficulty today, and especially in this times, in these times of the pandemic. There is a wide range, a broad spectrum of mental ill health and problems that occur with it. The king or the chieftain that I mentioned in that story about Dymphna was at the far end of the scale, a danger to himself and clearly a danger to others. 
But there's a lot of mental health, ill health uh, in between. Schizophrenia, bipolar, and of course, depression, persistent low moods, worthlessness, anxiety, sense of imminent disaster, poor sleeping patterns, a feeling of being disconnected with things and people. Before this virus and the pandemic, we were very aware in our own country of a growing number of people who were reporting these symptoms of all ages and of all backgrounds. Of course, mental ill health has always been a problem, but has often gone undiagnosed and certainly untreated. Perhaps we've now become aware of it as an acute medical problem. Many things that alleviated it and helped people in the past are simply not there in the society in which we live. Nets that very often caught people from falling. Solid relationships are often simply not there. Supportive and sustaining friendships are not there either. That sense of isolation that comes with the pandemic and that disconnectedness with our place in the world will certainly throw up mental health problems that perhaps were there before, but may also emerge now in people for the very first time. They might be seen in young people who struggle to cope with these times. They might be seen in normally stable people who lose their jobs or end in financial dire straits that they were never in before. They might be seen in older people who are forced to live alone, separate from families, as they were never required to do before. It can be a very dangerous place to have mental illness, a place of loneliness, loneliness, desolation, fear and anxiety, things that are very often difficult to shake off. It's important to get medical help that we need and also to stay connected with people. Too many lives end in tragic ways through mental illness. St Philip, in the first reading, we are told comes across people who are sick physically, but also across pe- it comes across people who have mental health problems too. And it describes them as people who are tortured by unclean spirits. I'm convinced that this is code for us, for people who are tortured with ailments of the mind. Jesus himself often comes across people like this, people who foam at the mouth, who fit uncontrollably, who are chained up because they wail and howl all night and gash themselves through mental ill health. These, to our scientific mind, sound like acute uh, forms of mental illness, misdiagnosed, mistreated, harmed more than helped, people have fears and suspicions about them, and many people have superstitions too that don't help them either. We hear in these passages of people's fear of the symptoms, and we hear also of the helplessness that these people have. They suffer and tortured by these demons.
are kept in the periphery of the villages and the towns, in desolate and lonely places because people fear them. They are chained up and they are sometimes fearful sights to behold. Up until recently, our care for people was not too dissimilar from biblical times. That word bedlam that we often have come to know as meaning chaotic and without a sense of order was the name of a hospital in England for people with mental health problems. The proper name is Bethlehem and it's shortened to Bedlam and the hospital itself was known for its screams and the chaos which was within. Even up, up until recent times, mental illness was undiagnosed, untreated and was a th thing to fear and to stigmatise people with. Strangely, amongst those early Christians, what we hear was that there was no fear of illness, physical illness or illness of the mind. They went amongst them. No fear that they would contract the illness, no fear of unclean spirits, no fear that they would be made unclean through their contact with them, no fear that they would become ritually impure. They were in the forefront of the battle to restore people to health, well-being, physically, mentally and spiritually. There is a call for each of us to be like these early Christians, especially in the days in which we live today, to be on the front line, not to be afraid, not to isolate, not to judge, not to stand off, not to leave it to others. Care of the sick and the dying go with the territory. And if we suffer from mental illness, to admit the demons and to seek the necessary help. All sorts of things come to the surface in this time of the pandemic. Our weakness, our fears, our physical and mental frailty for us all as human beings. That first reading today speaks of the troubled spirits that torture the sick. But the Gospel itself speaks of a spirit that will come upon us, a spirit that makes us strong and resilient, a spirit that gives us new life, a spirit that opens new horizons to us, a spirit that invites us to do good and new things, a spirit that strengthens the spirit that's within us. Today in these times, we need that kind of outpouring of the Spirit again into our hearts to make us strong physically, mentally and spiritually. To bear the burdens of the day, to rebuild our future and to take on the new challenges that face us. To help us to carry burdens. We need a new Spirit to not to uh, allow us to lose hope, not to lose our way amongst the thickets the thorns and the brambles that somehow are before us. The Spirit, this same Spirit, this Holy Spirit, will give us light when it's dark. This Spirit will give us strength when we are weak. This Spirit will give us direction when we're lost. This Spirit will give us joy when we're sad. 
This Spirit will give us consolation when we are alone. This Spirit will give us life when we feel that we're dead within. This Spirit will give us power when we feel that we're weak. This Spirit will give us peace when we're afraid. Today and this day, once again, we ask God to send anew into our hearts the gift and the grace of the Holy Spirit in these testing times. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. And I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Conscious of the grace of God in our life, we make our prayers to him for all our needs. That the Holy Spirit will rest in our hearts, bringing peace and joy where there is shadow and darkness. Lord, hear us. That those suffering from illness, especially the virus, may be well again. Lord, hear us. That those who are caring for the sick may receive anew the Spirit to bring healing in mind and body to those who are sick and infirm. Lord, hear us. For those who lead us, that they may make the right decisions for the safety, the health and well-being of all our people. Lord, hear us. For those with financial worries, that we may be attentive to their needs and help them in the best way that we can. Lord, hear us. That the Spirit may lead us into deeper ways of prayer. Lord, hear us. That those isolated because of age or previous illnesses may feel the love and care of us all. Lord, hear us. And for all who have died and all that we're asked to remember. Heavenly Father, send a new and outpouring of the Spirit into our hearts that gives us faith and hope and charity. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.
Pray now, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May our prayers rise up to you, O Lord, together with these offerings, so that purified by your graciousness, we may be conformed to the mysteries of your mighty love. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, Lord, but in this time above all to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. By the offering of his body, he brought the sacrifices of old to fulfilment in the reality of the cross, and by commending himself to you for our salvation, showed himself to be the priest, the altar, and the lamb of sacrifice. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise, and even the heavenly hosts, even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts, sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them with the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ.
through him, and with him, and in him. O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant our peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, who restore us to eternal life in the resurrection of Christ, increase in us, we pray, the fruits of this paschal sacrament and pour into our hearts the strength of this saving food. We ask this through Christ our Lord. I know that because many of you are off uh, work at the present time and off school and so on, uh, that many of you are following the Mass through the day, each day, which is uh, incredible to see. So uh, thanks uh, for your participation in the Masses. just want to say to you, though, that uh, Thursday of this week is the solemnity of the Ascension. Uh, normally it's a holiday of obligation. We're invited to be at Mass to celebrate all the major uh, feasts of the Church's year, and this is one of them. So uh, I do encourage you to, you know, to especially be at that Mass, because uh, it's a feast that's up there with Christmas and, and Easter in terms of uh, the celebration of the great events of our Lord's life. Um, just got news uh, from Skiath, uh, they're a wee bit concerned about the collection that they normally have at, uh, during Lent, uh, and uh, if you're, it's difficult now, isn't it, you know, to, to uh, send them stuff, but I think if you're passing the church and if you want to bring those boxes with you, then and please uh, feel free to do so. Um, I don't want you to make an extra journey, as you're not uh, meant to do that. But if you're if you're going on your walk or if you're going to the shop, then then, then just drop that off at the, the porch of the, the church, and I'll, I'll take that in. I'll ring the bell or whatever it is. Uh, if you want to uh, put a check or whatever uh, for the collection or whatever it is, you know, uh, for Skiath, uh, then uh, please. Uh, put that in as well too. Um, just finally uh, about collections and so on uh, and as you know the, there's no real collections at this particular time so uh, if you can uh, just to help the parish uh, by making a donation and if you're on Facebook you'll see that there's uh, or the parish website you'll see that there's a, a, a local giving kind of site that you can put that there and, and it's a safe and secure uh, place that you can uh, send the money through uh, your own bank to, to our bank if you like so if you're able to do that that would be greatly appreciated uh, uh, we're not at a stage where we don't have any electricity or gas or we're not going hungry but you know as you can imagine it's very important to to be able to get that flow uh, and to uh, support the parish in, in that way so if you, if you can and if you're in a position to do that please uh, please please uh, do it and the kind of the other side of that, of course, is that if you find yourself in any difficulty, uh, either with food or, or money, then, then please don't hesitate to say we're, uh, we're here to to support you and to uh, to be an assistance in any way that we can. So uh, that's the other side of it as well. So uh, please don't get any kind of difficulty, uh, and please don't think that you're alone. The Lord be with you, and may Almighty God bless you, the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended.